Welcome to Blind Shovel, an arts and music podcast. Today I had the pleasure of speaking with Matt Houston, an illustrator, cartoonist, and painter who lives in Arizona. He currently is working on the show Crapopolis, which will debut on Thanksgiving after football. Check him out. Yo. There you are. What's up? Hey, how's it going? How you been? Um, you know. <laughs> no, I don't. I really <laughs> don't. Yeah, you don't know. Okay, I guess. Still here. <laughs> How you doing? It's that bad. That sucks. Kind of. That sucks. I'm good, man. I'm good. What have you been working on? Um, right now I'm working on a show. Can we talk about what show it is? Uh, yeah, it's called Crapopolis. Oh, it's, it's like a Dan, the Dan, Dan Harmon show. It's about oh. ancient, ancient Greece. I don't know anything about that. Is it, is it fun to work on? Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's pretty fun. Just like rocks and trees and stuff. <laughs> Background artist? Yeah, backgrounds. You enjoy doing that? Yeah, I do. Just like having a very strict thing you have to keep making? Yeah. With very clear direction? Yeah, exactly. So where are you living these days? I'm in Mesa, Arizona. Right, you've been there a long time, no? Uh, Yeah, I grew up here... Basically, since like junior high, and then uh, went went to Ohio for college. But I've been back here for like uh, in like ten years or something. And you you love it? <laughs> I guess. I mean, all, all my fam- <laughs> all my family lives here, and all my wife's family lives here, so it's just kind of cozy. And you have children, right? Yeah. How many? Um, I have two, well, I have two children and then one, one will be coming on Monday. One oh, oh boy. So I'm kind of nervous about that, but you're nervous despite it having already happened twice. I don't know that feeling, but I thought you had kids. No, I think I will soon. In fact, it's kind of the thing I talk to a lot of artists about these days is what happens. what happens when you fucking have a kid and you you make art as well what's your experience you don't want you don't want to know uh when you have kids um i don't know it's kind of it's kind of tricky because it's kind of a time thing you know yeah for sure and for me at least like art is just like it's me by myself i mean of course it's you by yourself doing art you don't need anyone's help. And, uh, so I don't know. It's kind of like, it's stressful because you feel like you need to make more out of your time, which is probably good. 
Yeah, does that was that produce better work for you? I feel like some artists do better in that circumstance, and some really don't. I don't know. I sometimes I tell myself like, oh, if I had more time, I would be, <laughs> I'd be making so much better art. But um, it it, it kind of just forces you to make the most of the time you have. Yeah, I mean, I'm not looking at your art and saying this is post child, pre child, and it's this huge <laughs> drop off or something. <laughs> Diapers. I mean, you have to like get a real job, right? Like I'm sure that I, I recall when we met that one time, I won't, I won't, I won't talk about what you said you did for work. Cause I feel like you didn't, you wouldn't want people to know, but at least you're not doing that. I forget what I told you. We were talking about sex work. <laughs> no, no, it's was drawing um like words on bad t-shirts or something like t-shirt, just like pumping out t-shirt art. Yeah, yeah. I worked at um, a t-shirt company. We just made, yeah, we made like catchy. You know, that's like the t-shirt you see at like gift shops. At, uh, yeah, yeah. But you took it to the next level. Yeah, I mean, I I did I did pretty well at it, if I do say so. For, if I do say so myself, and I think the numbers attested that as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> what would be the? Would I know any of the shirts that you you put out there that you designed? Uh, <laughs> you got it. What do you got? You went big with it. Can you talk about it? Or is there an NDA? I can't. Rem I can't remember. This was like <laughs> a long time ago. I kind of tried to forget. All right. So when did you get real work? Like this? Uh, when did you get into this pipeline of animation? Has that been a long time? Yeah, it's been since two thousand eleven or twelve, like ten years, probably. Wow. Damn, yeah, I was in the. Uh, I was at art school and uh, Andy Restino. Do you know Andy Restino? No. He uh he's just a good guy. He works in animation and he got me some work on Adventure Time. Which is weird because I I was going to school for illustration and I wasn't trying to do anything with animation. I wasn't really into animation at all. Um but yeah, that kinda got me my first gig and then I just kinda went from there. What were you into? What what were you trying to be? I don't know. I was I was majoring in illustration, and I was like, "Well, uh, editorial or you know, some <laughs> yeah, yeah. eyebrow thing." Nobody nobody wants to be at editorial. That's just how you get in. That's yeah. nothing highbrow about that. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know too much about it. I just uh, I was too dumb for editorial stuff, and I thought that I was know. a strength with editorial. <laughs> just keeping it like real, understandable. You know. Yeah. I'm just, dumb <laughs> yeah my uh well my 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 one frame of reference is my uncle growing up was an artist and he i mean he moved to fine art but he started doing illustration doing like he did like the images on the sides of like u-haul trucks do you know what i mean like those pictures no those great ones was like they're just outrageous like back in the day oh i thought we were talking about there's some the new ones are like they're yeah, insane. There's the illustrator masterpieces. Yeah. But, yeah. So I was like, Oh, he, he did it. I can do something like that. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I'm, I'm glad that something fell in my lap because Lord knows what I would be doing. Well, 
you were making paintings. You still making oil paintings? Uh, a little bit. I think I still, that's kind of like what I like to do the most. Just like artsy stuff. Remember when you burnt all those paintings? You burn a lot of your art. Yeah, how dramatic, how stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you burn, you burn art often or is that the first time? Um, it's been a few times. I'll just make a bunch of stuff and I'll just be really like on fire about it. And then, then literally, I'm just, yeah. And then, yeah, I'll transfer the flame, but you know, I just, I look at it with fresh eyes. I'm like, no, this was a bad idea. No, That's good. You're still doing that. Yeah. So I'm still into it. You have one of the most baffling styles in terms of variation that I can think of from a good artist. Um, do you have that problem where you're worried? Like this doesn't look like I made it kind of problem or do you, you not even care? You just plowing through. Uh, yeah, I never, I don't really think about that. I never crosses my mind. Really, <laughs> I'm just, I just want to make something that like looks cool to me, you know? That's cool. Cause you can see that in the work that, you're not afraid to do new things often. I mean, stylistically, you got these silhouette ones, you got these more rendered ones, you got cartoony stuff. It's yeah, pretty, it's, pretty wild to me. The fine art is tasteful, you know, whereas some of the digital stuff isn't trying to be tasteful. I don't think. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't know. I think a lot of it goes back to the time constraints that I have. Um, I don't have a lot of time to sit down and plan something out. So I'll sit down and just start making something in whatever style is coming easiest at the moment. And then just try to get it done like in one sitting or two. And do you mostly work digitally at this point? Yeah, right now I do just cause I do that for work and then it's just easy to switch tabs, you know? Do you enjoy that process or do you prefer like the actual oil painting on canvas feeling? Um, I enjoy painting. I enjoy the feeling of physically painting, but I feel like I'm more capable with digital. So I guess I should practice more traditionally. Yeah. No, I mean, I was always impressed by the oil paintings. Really? Thanks. Yeah, yeah, you uh, you showed interest, and I was like, "Oh, really?" Are you showing in any galleries right now? No. Then you don't give a shit. <laughs> I mean, I just, yeah, I don't know. I'd like to. That'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, it looks. It seems like once you get in that animation pipeline, that I assume there's a lot of stability there. So, like, do you imagine 10, 15 years from now, that's what you're going to be doing? Jeez. Oh, yeah, we're going, we're going there. We're going far. We're going yeah. be, beyond Crepopolis. <laughs> beyond Crepopolis. <laughs> uh, in 10 years, I'll be on Crepopolis season 10. Wow. Uh, yeah, he's going to uh, do it like that, right? Just cash in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's Rick and Morty. Um, we don't need to go down that path. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, um, in 10 years, would I like to be doing animation stuff? 
Yeah, I mean, it's a uh, it's a steady gig in the artistic realm, so I'd be cool with that. Um, but in the perfect world, I could make a, a living just making art and selling it. You know, so that's the ideal—just oil that's paintings. Yeah, paintings or some sort of physical media sculpture or something like that. Oh, you, have you done sculpture? Um, just a little bit, like wood stuff, kind of folk art kind of stuff. So you just want to exist and express yourself. That's the ideal. <laughs> I'm not saying that as an insult at all. <laughs> but now you're a father. So you actually have to like provide, I assume. got to hold it down. Yeah, it can't be of the uh, willy-nilly, but um, yeah, so that's kind of the balance I'm trying to strike. Like, that's why I don't mind animation because I can still do stuff after, you know. Do you make things for your children? Yeah, I drew. Um, do I make stuff for them, like drawings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you draw with um, them? Do you make things with them? I let them draw with me because I have like a Cintiq, you know? Right, right. They love that. And so I just let them sit with me and draw. And I'm like, okay, go away. <laughs> it's pretty confusing if, if like a child I don't know is corrupted by seeing that way of working too early on you know like it's oh I haven't even thought about that dang it of resisting the tablet for so long and then well it found its way in you know and ever since then the efficiency is just can't get out you know I, I definitely try to make things with by hand or sketch things by hand, but honestly they ultimately get funneled through these digital processes. So it's like pretty hard to justify doing all this work and then reproducing it, you know, whether that's a comic or just like an illustration that's going on a website. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much faster and easier. Even in the beginning I would draw and I would color it digitally. So that was, that's what I was doing. Yeah, that was the gateway. Like, I'd have physical drawings. I'd be like, at least I have, you know, my physical drawings. I can always hold on to those. But it's the gateway drug. Yeah. Just coloring them. And then it's like, yeah, then you end up in a a sterile room with like a screen instead of all this paper everywhere. And then when you have the, you know, when you have your eventual museum exhibition, they're going to be like, where is the stuff? (laughs) And you're going to say, I burnt it all. Can I see the JPEGs? JPEGs. (laughs) My hard drives. Do you, do, you, do you ever just delete a bunch, like a folder? Is that the equivalent to burning art? doesn't seem as I've cathartic. Ne- I've never done that. No. You know, it's not really real. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But a physical object there to testify to your ineptitude, you got to get rid of it. Yeah, it must, it must be erased. Yeah. What's like this? this is, you got a great Jesus right here. Granted, he's he's paired with this strange slave cat thing. Oh, man. Yeah. But I just think it's funny that you're going through these portraits and then there's this Jesus and then there's guy with like penis haircut, no. <laughs> master of the horse. <laughs> so what's up with Jesus and you? How does that, how does, because I see Aquinas is, I'm I'm just literally scrolling through your Instagram, but we got Aquinas. Were, were you raised Christian? I was raised Mormon. Mormon. I think we've talked about this. 
Yeah. What's are you are you still Mormon? Uh no, I'm not. No? No. You can say it. Am I Mormon? Yeah. No, no, I I wasn't raised Mormon. So I think what's your angle here? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, this isn't about me. I didn't uh, make these Aquinas and Jesus. So what's up with Mormonism though? Just didn't work out in the long run. Uh, yeah, I fell prey to like the new atheist movement in the early two thousands. Oh, that's a shame. They got me. They got me. Yeah. They still got you or no? Um, I'm trying the old atheists. Know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get out, but it's really hard. Yeah. I don't, I don't know a, if it'll work. It's a black hole. Who, who are the yeah. new atheists? I mean, that you're talking about like, it's like Hitchens, yeah, Hitchens, Dennett. Dawkins, Sam Harris, Daniel. Den- Not, I never counted Daniel. Dennett. Nobody cares about Dennett. He's just a, he's a dork. Yeah. So I mean, they're kind of all except for Hitchens, but uh, <laughs> yeah, they're kind of dorks. <laughs> yeah, by definition, cool. he's so yeah. cool. He died. Yeah, that's wrong. You know what happens? No, I was just curious because there's there's certainly like a primal potency to the work and there is a spiritual feel to the work yeah thanks yeah so i mean i don't know what it's like to be raised mormon but i know for me being raised catholic and going to bed and thinking about going to hell all the time really instilled my imagination with just really potent uh demons and you know it was just a very colorful world i mean i i'm grateful for that mythology that i was given it's not like hinduism where they're like genuinely wild looking gods with you know (laughs) elephant heads and and they're wearing tiny heads around their neck but still it's more than just being raised uh nothing or whatever whatever there's no way to be raised nothing that's the reality of it but yeah yeah that's something else i struggle with as a parent it's like um I was raised with kind of a magical worldview that was enriching in some ways, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. And so what, I'm just going to raise my kid watching Netflix, you know? Yeah. And being like, like, yo, like a stone is a stone. And being like, there's no Santa. (laughs) Show me the evidence. Like that's so lame. (laughs) Yeah. That's kind of where the new atheist thing doesn't end up working out too much. I think when you're an artist, I've always been shocked by artists who are, like genuinely atheistic because you're, you're doing a magical thing all the time. Mostly because right. I, I don't think art is just remixing like raw ma- psychological material. Like, I think it's definitely beyond that, but mm-hmm. maybe there's artists out there who think it's just very like non-spiritual. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know how they think about it. There's like time to arrange some atoms with graphite. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Which is just not a real worldview because no one would wake up or be haunted by like that idea. And it, are you you compulsive about it? Is it a burden? Is it a relief? Uh, With art? To be able to make imagery. I, I feel some people, it can become a compulsion that like weighs them down. But some people it's like the only outlet they have. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not like compulsion, but it's, it's something that I like derive self-esteem from. 
you okay. know, and it's yeah. kind of like I identify with it. It's kind of it's like what I do, you know. So I get I get that from that. Um, and that was true from a young age, I assume. Uh, no, not really. Well, no. yeah, I remember like the first time I got into drawing was like elementary school. They'd give you those papers with like a line on it, and they'd be like complete the doodle and just use your imagination you know so that works huh that's like a good prompt like, i'm gonna do the bit like a lot of it for me is like competitive too like it's like i want to make something really cool that's like better than everyone else. oh yeah that was for me 100 percent. i don't know if that's a good impulse but it, it is me. it is when you're a little dude yeah. i mean it's all you got like i just wanted to be the best at drawing a thing that looked like the thing that was already there. Even if it yeah. was drawing a copy of a I'm drawing. Goku. Like, yeah, oh yeah. Like the show. Everyone's going to be have their minds blown. Samurai Jack. I try to draw like that. I try to draw <laughs> Johnny Bravo. Oh. I look at them now and I, they're so bad that I realized yeah. I was probably never that good. I just really thought I was drawing well, which is funny yeah. to me. Yeah. And when I see youngsters draw, I have to remember like, no, no, you were really bad. Even in high school, like it's just not good. Yeah, no, it's just it's not very, there. Very rare. You'll find anyone good at that age. And then they, they suck later because they already got the payoff. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta work for it. So you're working on some, you worked on summer camp Island, huh? Yeah. But yeah. So you're right in there. Island. Jesse Balmer's all over that. Yeah, Jesse Balmer. My man. That's one regret I've had. I've never I've never like worked on anything with him. Really? He's like my hero. <laughs> Just wait till you meet him. Then yeah. he'll be even more of your hero. It was weird because it was weird because <laughs> I I worked at Cartoon Network for a little bit, like at the studio. Mm -hmm. And Jesse was working at it at the same time. And I like couldn't bring myself to talk to him. Like you just avoided each other? Yeah. Well, I don't know if he avoided me, but I would like see him and then like avoid him. Oh, that's so adorable. That's adorable. That was stupid. I can't believe I said that. Yeah, this one's so going Jesse, on. Yeah, this is going straight to him. So just <laughs> <laughs> it's so romantic. No, he's just so good. Like I've, I've looked up for, I've looked up to him for so long. It's like a, it's like a celebrity thing. He's tall too. How tall are you? Uh, six two, six three. Oh, damn! So you're yeah, about like wrestle or something. <laughs> How tall is he? He's pretty, he's, he's, he's probably about that. Yeah, yeah. Big boy. What do you read? Like, what is the? It looks like you read. Um, not like sci-fi. You could be judged for reading, but cool sci-fi. That's my like when I look at the images. It looks like you're reading Gene Wolfe or something. But what are That's you reading? So weird. People people say Gene Wolfe to me, and I just like give them the, the full ride stare. You know, <laughs> I'm just like what? But so I bought I bought a Gene Wolfe like short story compilation and read a few stories. Oh, I hear those suck. Even my my oh, man yeah. my man Jesse Fillingham loves Gene Wolfe, and he's just like, don't read those. Read Book of the New Sun. Even though it's going to take, like, you have children. You're not going to be able to read that book until they're, like, 18. Because those books are just so dense, and it's probably, I don't know, got to be over a thousand pages in totality. 
I could just make it their bedtime book and then just like duel. That that is the way to do it, huh? Okay, kids. I don't know what it's about, but I'm sure it's not appropriate for three. No, it's about a man whose profession is is part of the guild of torturers. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but what do you read? Do you read the uh, books? Um, I don't. I don't really read very much, to be honest. Um, but you you can read, or I can read. Um, the last thing I read was I I was trying to read a a Shakespeare book. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I never read one. I want to see what it's about. You never had to read one. No, I never. What's had to read going one. on over there cool. in Arizona? Not much. Oh no. What are you reading? Know, maybe we did. I forgot. I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty cool. But it is cool. I like I, I like it. I don't know. It's just curious to ponder where all these, uh, you got a world despite like the disparate styles at times, there's certainly a world. Yeah. They feel day. part of one thing. One day it'll all come together. Right. I think you can make, you can make like three books with like three different styles and it would feel very cohesive. I think. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard for me to do like narrative stuff. You mean like the consistency of a comic or something? Yeah, or just like even thinking in terms of a story. Uh, that's not my... I don't think that way. Yeah, I get it's that. really like imagery for me. Imagery yeah, for yeah. Me. for me it's like... I probably have a similar impulse when I make a comic. It's more a type of punishment for that flaw than anything, you know? Yeah. It's like a self-denial. Right. But that's that's tough to incorporate into a life where like you already have a, other things work working on or other stressors. Then you're just gonna default to what comes a little more naturally, I think. Exactly. That's exactly what I've fallen into. I go with the most natural, like impulsive thing and I just do that because I don't have time to mess around, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean that's all right, that's you. Yeah. I don't read, but I have, I, I mostly just have like picture books, like arts, artists, like art artists and stuff. That's basically what I read. And you, how old are your children? Uh, my oldest is nine and then I have a uh, four year old. So like the nine year old can be reading real interesting stuff. Yeah. He's getting to the point where it's getting a little more fun you know <laughs> we're reading we're reading red wall at bedtime right now red wall have you read red wall no like about mice in like an abbey and they fight rap that sounds kind of cool it was influential on me as a kid no i'll look into that downloading that onto him giving him gary Lar all the gary larson books <laughs> <laughs> oh, the chickens are restless yeah. it's the only one i remember yeah. I just saw one today I was reading and it was like two babies crawling across the desert, you know, looking for water. And they're like they see an oasis and they're like, wah wah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, that's actually funny. Yeah. He's okay. good. I mean he's I like that kind of thing where it's like, how could you ever set out to be him? I know, you couldn't. It's it's I don't know how he did it like 
pre-internet. I don't know. It's crazy. So you got a bunch of blankets going on too, huh? Yeah, I uh, I did that. You had, to, you had to do it. Did that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, that's over. You can I still do it again. You keep pumping them out. I mean, it's kind of fun. It's easy. I, sold, I finally sold them all, so now I need to do another one. Yeah, it's easy. Especially the way I draw, it kind of lends itself to, you know, like blankets and stuff. Do you, yeah, yeah, definitely the uh, more flattened kind of yeah, silhouette work. So. Yeah. In yeah. fact, I sleep under one of those. You do. I own a original. Which one? Which, which one? If I knew the titles, man, that would be something else. Uh, it's what's the picture? Blue border, white star border, yellow interior with a moonish thing and a head in the upper right and a woman silhouette. With a camel with some stair legs, Does that ring a bell? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it makes me like feel at peace. Oh, you got that? How'd you? Oh, that was through. Uh, that wasn't through me. That was through Slow Down Studio. No, I showed it right, and then, Wait. and then I think you felt bad because you burnt those paintings because I was because <laughs> there was an inquiry, and then like I was like, "Hey, what's up? Uh, we got an inquiry," and you're like, "Yeah, I burnt all those." And then I think oh. you were just like, you yeah, just keep it. So I appreciate oh, that. Oh, awesome. you want to take that back or no, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so you can burn it. Yeah. I like the, I mean, that's how you know you're really a fine artist. You know, that you know, burn the shit. Not email about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's yeah, yeah. You have low self-esteem or something. I mean, do you sit down and make from emotions? I assume not. What do you mean? Like, like you sit at the, you know, some artists, it's like they're trying to push emotion into the work. I personally don't relate to that. I don't No, I don't do that at all. Right. And that's why I think you get like this mythological primal kind of thing going on. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, more and more. I just, I just slip into like, um, yeah, just it's almost just symbols, just like very basic, like like bottom level stuff. It's not it's not high minded or like uh, highfalutin. It's just like and it's not emotional. It's just like here is a woman or something. You know, like it's, it's like a, yeah, I relate to that. It's like uh, embellished hieroglyphics or something. Yeah, it's like dressed up hieroglyphics and then just kind of pushing those around and seeing what comes of it. Yeah. And sometimes you just, you put a bunch of them together and it feels like some sort of narrative or something like that. It just, yeah, something happens when you do that. And that's just from looking at books with hieroglyphics or just, um, just old stuff and you get that feeling, you know? You get the feeling of a time where things actually meant like those, those symbols really, really meant something. They weren't decoration. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's people, confusing. That's really confusing for me. Yeah. The people who made those drawings and carvings weren't doing it. I don't know. They were, they were doing it. That was their job and it really meant something. And so 
I guess in drawing in that style, it's like trying to borrow that the weight of that meaning, even though you don't really have it anymore. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's a bit perverse, but like, what else can you do? I'm not going to draw a guy wearing denim jeans. I like refuse. You <laughs> yeah, know? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, imagine drawing like a photorealistic car or something. Just like, makes you want to die. Like a modern car. You mean like a, yeah, like a Prius or something. Yeah. No, because if it's like like an old car, maybe there's something there. But yeah, would you yeah. be? Um, are you afraid that your children be, will become artists? Um, or would you be happy? Uh, I I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd be afraid. I would just I I just hope they would like take it seriously or I don't know, do well. Um, well, yeah, I, I guess that's true. Anything very, I mean, you know, it's not like the easiest path. So, but if they're, I don't know, whatever makes them happy, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even believe in that. Uh, do you sense that they're, are they attached to drawing just because by proxy, because you are like, my parents are not artists. My, my brothers are not artists. So, uh, for me, me doing this has nothing to do with environmental influence from humans. You know, I didn't have an, like an uncle, like you're mentioning. Uh, maybe I just wanted to feel special or something because I had, I had you start like you got recognition early on or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like pretty early on. Uh, uh Yeah. I think about it quite often. It's kind of a strange, I didn't know what it meant to be an artist, but I often talk about how I just assumed if I could draw at that age, I was supposed to like make paintings in museums. But then as I got older, I realized that world is a really turns me off actually. And I still love books. And when I went to school for illustration, I thought I was just going to be doing like interior book illustrations or something. Right. Uh, and then, editorial never appealed to me because you might end up drawing somebody wearing jeans, you know, <laughs> and, or a suit. And I don't know. I, I, there's something cowardly about that for me where like, I don't, I don't want to depict the world I live in. I feel bad about that. Sometimes, uh, I try to work through it sometimes, sometimes like, uh, it, it's just weird to be, I'm trying to think of another time period where an artist would be actively just making the decision to not depict what people actually look like in their, their time frame. you know? Yeah. I think, I don't think that ever happened until now. <laughs> I could be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. They were pretty much just, even if it was not realism, I feel like they were just really trying to show what almost in a literal sense, what they were seeing. Well, probably the only art that survives from bygone days was like drawn. I mean, if you were drawing stuff, that was probably your job. And you really, you only had that job to like make stuff for the people around you. <laughs> right. So I don't know. They're not going to be drawing like anime cat girls or whatever. Yeah. There was Draw no the market or something or religious figures or something. Yeah. I like these toys you're making. 
Which like the cars and stuff? Yeah, those for your, your is this like your dad? Is this you being a dad? Yeah, that's literally yeah. <laughs> so we had some pieces of wood from a project, and we were like, "Let's make something cool." It was just fun. Does that re- does that melt your heart? What like making stuff with your kids? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm a very sensitive person, and uh, family is very important. I don't know. Yeah, I want to. I want to do right by him. No, I always fail. Well, that's, that's how it is. It sounds like yeah. you're doing. I mean, you got another one coming Monday. Yeah, yeah, literally. So you're doing something right. Yeah. When's your kid coming? You're talking I don't like know. you're talking like you're about to rock it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to get everything lined up. Line it up. First step, find a girl. No, no, I got all that figured out. I'm not that. I'm not that delusional. (laughs) Um, but you know, it's 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 something that I try to get as much perspective on from other artists. I think it's a not really discussed often, and a lot of artists are just they just assume they can't create an environment where this outcome is possible, or maybe they just genuinely think it's wrong to make children, which is bizarre, but, um, yeah, yeah, that's a, it's an incredible perspective. Yeah. It's very, very interesting. Is it uh, common for Mormons to make a lot of children as you, uh, because yeah, Mormons know, and Catholics. That's exactly. That's Italian Americans. It's like Roman Catholics. I mean, it's just like oh, Irish. Like you fruitful and multiply. That's what you do. You got to be fruitful. And I don't know. As I get as I get older and have kids, it's like yeah, I think there's something to that. <laughs> you know, just because it's like a religious dictate doesn't mean it's wrong. Absolutely. I think it's good to have like a big family and you know, multi-generational, you know, passing on of things. It's, it's a natural and beautiful thing, man. Oh yeah. I mean, it makes your work more, I assume like, I don't know, this could be bad, right? Like making your work more meaningful. I think it should be good. But if you take it in the negative, I guess the weight of having to make ends meet via the work might turn some people off, but it seems to me, even in my, as I inch towards this, it's like, it forces you to connect with the actual society you exist in. Even yeah. having a child forces that. Like, There's some aspects of society that I've been fortunate to avoid by not having children. But I realize that once you have skin in the game with them, you can't have the comfort of a kind of neutral position about certain things. Yeah. You're in the, you're in the war now. Yeah. Whether you like it or not. Cause yeah, you can, you can avoid it, but then it'll come to you. Yeah. Who do you think like, if you were in a war, how do you think you behave? Who would you be? I'd be Audie Murphy. I'd be in that tank, just killing everyone. <laughs> no. You're a tank. Uh, you see yourself in a tank. Interesting. If I was in a war, 
Yeah, World uh, War Two. First thing I think of is not tanks. It's just because I've been looking at the Bayou Tapestry a lot lately. Oh, that makes sense. So I'm in my little helmet with my spear. But you put that on, then you look through images on your computer of the tapestry. <laughs> <laughs> just fully decked out. I wish. I, wish I could that. see you getting decked out. I was, I was like looking on. No, no. Um, yeah. No, if I was in the, I, I almost joined the military when I was young. Really? Yeah. So you have a flair for the heroic. Whether yeah. that's conceiving three children or going to war. I mean, at this point, having three children. Excuse me? Go away. <laughs> Who's that? That's my youngest. What's his name? Leo. Leo? Theo. Theo. His mom is dragging. <laughs> What's that saying? I'm talking about folks. You can't do anything with these little kids around. Hey, you, got, you got a straight 40 minutes so far without interruption. That's pretty solid. Yeah. So you were to join the military. So you have this sense of, I mean, that's some, that's a real decision. Um, yeah, it was partially like aimlessness and partially, um, yes, like a, more an adventure, you know, Instead, I went to art school, which was a little bit less adventurous, but it was an adventure in its own right, I guess. That's uh, fascinating. You don't hear that often. It was between the military and art school. <laughs> it's, not no, a, it's not a common uh, <laughs> fork in the road for most artists, so that's really interesting to hear. Yeah, I wanted to just like go like in the infantry. I wanted to just go do that, you know? <laughs> it seemed really cool. But that was like... That was like Iraq war times, so I'm glad I didn't. I probably would have had a bad time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what you're you're getting a little of that urge in the art, huh? Because there's a lot of war, or at least there's horseback. There's a kind of... I, I can see that in the work. Yeah, I, yeah, I kind of... Yeah, idealize warriors. It's kind of immature, but it's... What are you going to do? <laughs> well, what would the mature thing be? Idealizing what? Um, people who don't go to war? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pacifists. Pacifists? I mean, like, there's good pacifists and bad ones. Yeah, like, there's good like warriors. You yeah, for some reason, I like, I like, like, Amish pacifists, but I don't like, like... Blame ones? Pacifists, you know? I don't know. <laughs> well, one feels like a luxury. The other feels like a real decision. Yeah, one's like a moral commitment, and the other one's like a reaction, that. kind of. Yeah. yeah, 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 something like that. I don't so, know. like, how old are you now? Can you still enter the mil military or no? Uh, no, I can't. I'm like, well, I mean, I'm like 37. Hmm. We'll see how desperate we get. Old. I'm too old. But it's weird because, <laughs> like, every so often I would check, like, at what's the oldest you. Like I, that, that urge stayed with me. That's, so, that's interesting. Me. I was like 35 checking. No. Like, how old, like, how old can you be to join the, the, uh, national guard? Cause <laughs> they have like, they have more lax requirements. <laughs> right. So I think that ship has sailed, but I have like this self-destructive like urge. I want to go. Oh, you think it's that it's like, that's, that's your 
live in a cabin in the woods. Like, you know how some people have like the hermetic rural dream? Well, I have that too. It's probably just all the same urge. It's like escape. Yeah, escape, go do something else, go, you know, I don't know. We all have that. You want to live in a cabin in the woods, don't you? No, no, I've completely ruled that one out. I took that one out. Oh, really? And the military one never struck me with any real. I do love sports, you know, so I'm getting that out. I I just feel like that's sublimated warfare, you know, and like, uh, I'm good. You play sports? All the time. I play sports all the time now. I love sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What do you play? Yesterday I played soccer at night. In the morning I was uh, like bouldering, you know, like the puzzle climbing. Puzzle climbing is a better name for it. Um, Bouldering sounds way too cool for what it is. And then I play ultimate indoor frisbee on Sundays. And then I fucking watch football on Sunday. That doesn't count though. But I'm saying I got the masculine urges covered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're getting, you're getting it out. But war, I never, uh, especially modern war. You yeah, know, that's a good it's point. just not even. Has no romance to it at all, does it? Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> it's like an aesthetic concern, you know. It's just so weird because yeah, people in the past. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> The digital camo? Hell no. Yeah, I wouldn't be cutting Come on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at the different types of camo of World War II, you ever look at that? I'd recommend yeah. that, too. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. sure you got that. Where it's like desert. It's just crazy drawings. Just crazy yeah, there's patterns. Some good, there's some good stuff there. Yeah, actually, when I was <laughs> when I was considering joining, it might have been an indication of my more like artistic destiny. But I was I was basing my choice of branch of service on like the aesthetics of the. <laughs> yeah, it's so silly. I was like, I wouldn't. I don't want to join the navy. That looks kind of silly. Did you wear a uniform as a Mormon? You got Mormon. Uh, I was in the Boy Scouts. I wore I wore a uniform there. I was a missionary. We wore uh, the suit with the name badge. That's kind of a uniform, I guess. So you were? Is that where you evangelize when you're on a mi- you're on a mission, right? You're trying to yeah, you, do you go something. somewhere for two years away from your family and you evangelize. You did that? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. those goofy dudes on the bikes. No, we don't have those out here. We got rid of them. Mormons? New Jersey? New Jersey has Mormons? There's there's missionaries. There's gotta be missionaries there. Never been approached by a Mormon. They probably don't talk to Italians. Probably. Yeah, I don't know. They're, so is that like your boyhood initiation? They just send you out for two years? Yeah. Yeah, looking at it now, it's kind of like um, when you're in it, you're like, they're expecting me to baptize people and bring them into the church, but now it's like, oh, it's just, um, it's kind of an us versus them thing. They get you out there. It's you and your companion against the world. And it really kind of cements you into your camp, you know? Oh, so it's kind of like a war impulse. Yeah. But it's yeah. interesting because like a lot of, we lack ritual, we lack initiation, but sounds like you at least had for better or for worse, you had some of that going on. Yeah, that's, a, that's another thing with my kids. Like, I had lots of, like, rites of passage growing up. Like, when you're a Mormon, at, 
different ages, you progress to different stages and you, you know, you go through rituals and you get, you know, different titles and that's really, you know, it's everything laid out. It's yeah. very structured. And I loved it. It was awesome. But I don't really have that for my kids and I kind of I don't know what to do. Why don't you just make them a um, religion? Like a mythology. <laughs> with all the drawings. That's I mean, that would be fun as hell, I think. Just like building a really dense mythology for your children. Hmm. Yeah, that could be cool. It was better it was better for me because when you like um you unironically believe in the in the mythology hundred percent, it it's a little bit more fun. <laughs> oh, you mean as opposed to ironic yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. As opposed to like eight kids. Like, yeah, I don't know. That is the that is the rub, right? Like it's pretty hard for you yeah. as a we'll call you a old atheist at this point, because that's mm. there is no new uh it's like pretty hard to like pretend even if you think there's social benefit to like a certain religious structure. It, it seems kind of uh, difficult to just pretend that that's what you think is going on or, or that's what you believe just for their benefit. They'd probably sniff that out pretty quick. They'd probably have it to have you, but just for you personally, that would be kind of like that balancing act would be, stressful i don't know me my my wife was raised one or two mm. and uh we've toyed with the idea of i mean over the years we've been like what, what would happen if we like went back to church because i mean it's instant community it's instant i mean i i took a dna test and it came back mormon like those are my people <laughs> like literally i don't even know years. i don't even know what like, the fuck like that means the utah pioneer dna pool like the people that Oh, okay. West to Utah. That's a, that's an identifiable really? group in 23andMe. And I was surprised. It's like, you're identified with that. I was like, oh, geez. So those are like my people, like culturally, like biologically. <laughs> it's crazy. And so are like, you, oh. aren't you just like banished once you drop out? Or is that not a real thing? No, they don't do that. That's a, that's a myth about them. They consider you inactive, but it's not. Oh, you just, you know, yeah, you pause your account. you do something really publicly, like, heinous, they won't excommunicate you. And none of this art counts as publicly no. heinous? Maybe some, but no. I don't really care. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, I've been going back to church, but then I realized, like, damn. Well, it's, it's complicated how I feel about that, but there I is no... Been? Yeah, but there is no community. Like, it's not my community. You know, I mean, like, I'm an elk, right? I'm part of that. You know, the elks lodge, you got those? Out oh, there? awesome. I thought about So, like, some, I see some elks, but it's a pretty sad state, man. I don't, I don't yeah, think. It doesn't very vivacious, you know? No, I often use the term flaccid in terms of just, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's also just, the like, the aesthetics of American, at least out here, churches is just brutal. It's like weird QB marble and just the priest is telling you jokes, trying to be like your friend. And like, that's yeah. not what I'm, I'm looking for a primal thing. I'm looking for a meaningful thing. I, I don't need like common interaction within that frame. I need a sacred. I need hierarchy. I need you to show me what to do. 
in a um, sense i just need a feeling of sacredness right because it's like completely being erased in all ways yeah we've, and, had, enough of, we've had enough casualness and you know yeah something transcendental um yeah i've been i've been looking into catholicism actually because i you know i i yeah i like the aesthetics you know <laughs> like uh, exactly it's i don't it's think there's anything of, wrong with that i think like it's an ancient tradition with really long history and cool theology and morality and stuff um i don't know maybe a more traditionalist route would be good for you the aesthetics for me are the way in and like i don't think you can divorce the aesthetics per se from the whole structure although at the same time i think about this with like futurism and like since futurism is the one uh, or even soviet art right like they're essentially mm-hmm. authoritarian art or fascist art like mm-hmm. let's say you use the font of those time periods are, are the is it inherently fascistic or is that a stretch, right? Like, is is the aesthetic truly downstream from the principles? I don't know. Maybe. It seems like a stretch, at least in theory, the more I think about it. Like, I don't think we have the responsibility to, to kind of not use those aesthetics because they're kind of... I think they're found in multiple places. Maybe just trying to reclaim the swastika. No, no, I gave up on that in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm good no, with I that. If you're, I don't know if you're if you're after like beauty or if you if you believe that um, objective beauty exists, which I do. What does that mean? You know, like what? Where does that lead you? Where does it lead me? Yeah. To just better, just making better art. Mm. <laughs> I don't. Here's what I will say: is like all art is subjective and objective at time, like different in different ways. So that's true of anything, right? Like the people who think art is all subjective or full of shit, uh, and usually very bad. They, you have to feel progression towards some objective end, and beauty is. I don't know. Like I think beauty is pretty strict actually in terms of there's novelty you know like yeah you can say that it looks cool which and it can be completely not beautiful but beauty i think is a pretty strict guideline and unfortunately i don't think i'm capable of it most of the time like there's a lot of beauty in in catholicism and again i was just going to bed thinking about going to hell so i can i can whip up some demons and perverse things at times but like maybe i would make the gargoyle on the church but there's no way i I can i'm just not good at making beautiful humans that's really difficult for me yeah i feel the same way yeah i like to draw grotesque things but i mean i okay that's why i recently tried to draw jesus because i mean one like if you look at any art history book, it's just Jesus, you know, down the down the ages. Yeah, but you just want to you want to draw something kind of higher, something more beautiful, if you can. But I mean, I think you're quite good at at uh, instilling humans with their with humanity. You know, when you draw 
like they're kind of I, w- I don't know if I would want to meet 90% of the people you draw in a realistic fashion. There's something like, yeah, it's kind of, yeah. What is that? I don't, I don't know what's going on in there. <laughs> There's something off inside of them, but Jesus, is, no, no, Jesus. Is that they're not, they're not from reference of any kind. So it's just kind of like uncanny Valley or something weird about them. I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. No, the Jesus one is, is you feel the exhaustion, mm. which I, re- I think that's the whole point. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I, I kind of feel that way. I guess sometimes just, um, you're always, you're, yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm kind of in the same boat. I'm looking for something more transcendent. I'm, I'm tired of the, uh, banality of, you know, the of modernity. It's kind of, weird but um of course i think a lot of people feel that yeah yeah i mean we live in the most luxurious and abundant time ever and it's just kind of spiritually empty and there's nothing on so that's why it's curious like like i think and granted i have not watched these fucking cartoons in a long time because i just something just uh, about whatever happened post adventure time not that i watched a lot of adventure time but i just like could tell that i was just not going to be interested in most of them and it's do you feel that at least some of these allow for that transcendence like they make room for a feeling of sacredness so that when you participate in them you feel that you're solving that that problem the shows yeah no no, so you're real about that. You're not convenient. You're saying, no, they're not seeking to solve that, and they're not solving it. Um, I don't watch much animation at all. Not really any, but um, from what I've been involved in, it's you know, it's just it's either just trying to be funny or cute or um, I don't know. I don't know what a what a show would look like that's trying to be transcendent or something it wouldn't be very popular <laughs> no it'd probably be much quieter and like yeah it would just slow. be slow like or something. that's what if you listen to my podcast with jesse balmer that's what he's working on he wants to work on something very slow and quiet um, yeah it's cool because you think you've i feel i've i felt like that's coming you know it is so, like i think the gestalt is like leaning that way like people are waiting for that you know the they want something like that yeah i mean the only reason i no no i agree i I think like the best way to give momentum and a certain inexhaustible quality to the ones art making in their 30s i think is finding a real problem that you're trying to solve Mm -hmm. so like that that lack of sacredness i think there's in any medium i think there's potential to address that problem yeah i don't know if it's via cartoon network i don't know shit about cartoon network but um (laughs) you know it could be that you could satiate that in different ways you have children they're they're just bundles of meaning i assume like they just must imbue everything with that 
So maybe you can kind of compartmentalize that out. Yeah, I can get it through that instead of art. Yeah. I mean, kids' books. You're going to make some kids' books for your kids? Um, you could, you could be whipping those that. out. I haven't really thought about that, to be honest. Yeah, I have an That's idea that I'm going to try to make one every year for my oh, wow. child. And then on their birthday, they get that shit. Oh, wow. And it could be like 15 pages, but wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. And then you they'd could be like... So, they'd be so stoked to get that. And like, let's say they were like, I don't know, they ate a lot of cookies and they kept stealing my cookies. I would just make a story about how like, if they eat someone's cookies, they'll be murdered by a wolf or something. <laughs> <laughs> just make it so over. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's what I kind of mean about building like your own uh, mythology and just, I don't yeah, know, I think it'd yeah. be super funny. There's just such a cacophony of narratives now that you couldn't give a child a unified perspective yeah. if you tried. You yeah. know, by the time they get to a phone, it's over. Yeah, it's, it's just going to be Minecraft. And, yeah. Um, Although it sounds like you at least, you know, were given a pretty unified worldview. Um, but you were, pre, yeah. you were pre all this in terms of when you were growing up. Yeah, I had a very unified worldview. It was very cozy. I loved it. A lot of people leave with um, really hard feelings. And I guess when did that shatter? Was there like a moment like you? Yeah, I read literally. I read the God delusion by Richard Dawkins. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh no, <laughs> it was like that simple. I had met, I was, I lived in such a bubble and I was so I yeah. was like a non-intellectual. I didn't care about that. I just was doing my thing. And I, I, read it and it was the first time I'd been confronted with that kind of stuff and I was like convinced by it I was like oh no <laughs> well okay. what age is that <laughs> I was like 23 or something oh damn I'm like too old nah how old are you well I don't what? You when doing? I read the god to loose <laughs> did you read that <laughs> no I think he's a wiener I mean I have respect for him yeah. I just find that whole that whole like agenda and, yeah. and purpose to just be so wienery that <laughs> even Hitchens, it's like, I don't know. There's like this weird reveling in the, like just flattening of meaning. The destruction of <laughs> yeah. every it's just, human impulse. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and just, and, but then assuming, uh, and then Sam Harris is like, well, we can, we can replace that here. We can buy my book and I'll teach you how to be moral in the way that's good, you know? It's like, yeah. Despite having no reason to be. Yeah. 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 So I, no, no, I didn't, I've actually I come didn't around have to your moment. view of, I've come around to your view of them much later, but now I, now when I see them, I'm just like, dude, come on. It's so lame. Yeah. But it sounds necessary. Yeah. Otherwise like, uh, well, what happened when you read that? Then you went out and you, you, you did something different, right? Like you must've changed your life. Well, it, um, I just, I, I left the, the world I was accustomed to and I stopped going to church and, you know, and then I, I met my wife who I actually, I met her in high school and she was Mormon and she had left the church too. And so we got together and we, and looking back, I mean, we lived our lives 
we weren't religious, but we, we lived as if we were, you know, <laughs> like we got married, you know, we did everything and that could just be cultural or whatever, but you know, we, we followed all the rules. So I don't know. Right. So, I mean, it's irrelevant what you say. It all, all that matters is what you do. And like, obviously it sounds cooler that to be into Dawkins than Mormonism. I mean, that's just going to be more acceptable in the art yeah. circles. Yeah. In the world. Yeah. But, but it I sounds mean, like you never deviated. That's kind of like me. Like I thought I was deviating and then I just look back. It's like, no, I was just doing it more poorly. I was just like failing at being Catholic, but I was certainly yeah. not, I couldn't get out of it. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was failing at it. And I was, I had this weird, like moral superiority feeling to like other people. Right. Cause you had figured it out. All the sheeple. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, it wouldn't be good if, uh, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, yeah so it's, it's, been long, it's been a long journey and I'm a very slow learner, but I'm starting to look around a little bit and I'm like, I mean, and then life throws like it's horrible trials and suffering at you and you're like, Richard Dawkins isn't helping me. <laughs> right. He's desperate for something and you're looking and just a hard, like a hard path. <laughs> so you draw Jesus and you're like, I don't know why. <laughs> it's not just Jesus. Yeah. It's like an idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but there's a, there's like a religiosity to the work that I feel in my own work at times where it's just like, I don't know how to, it's just there. Um, yeah. I see it in yours for sure. So it's, it's worth embracing, I think. Yeah. It's harder to understand how to embrace it via a job, for sure. Because um, it's kind of like too much sometimes, I think. It's like it's like a misplacement of where that weight should be. You know, it's not like we're building a... I, I would love to, but it's not like we're building like a church. You know, sometimes it's just like an illustration about a toaster that was left on that's i think i did a new york times illustration about a toaster that burnt a house down once and it's like it's debatable if that should be brought into that sphere it seems how did you infuse that <laughs> i don't know looking back it was it was just a bad drawing <laughs> yeah it was a bad one yeah i don't apologize for it though <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know it's hard to infuse it into certain work, but I think, yeah, I think I try to do it in my personal stuff at least. Yeah. I hope, I hope to see more of that. I hope you can find the time to make that. Yeah. Well, the next year will probably be nothing. Oh, true. It's going to be crazy. You look forward to that, huh? I mean, it's in, it's in fucking four or five days. Um, yeah, I'm, I, uh, I'm, I, I just want to kind of get it over with, you know? Um, my wife's had like blood pressure issues, which sometimes happens in pregnancy. Yeah. And, uh, so they, they decided to, uh, induce the labor in on Monday just to like kind of 
fast forward a little bit and get it done so that it doesn't get too dangerous. So I'm just kind of... Oh, that explains it. I was confused how you knew so precisely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People claim C-sections and stuff, but ours is more kind of like medically... Necessary. Yeah, yeah. Let's get it out and then we can move on. No, now I understand. Yeah. But hopefully all goes well and then we can start again with another one. Hopefully do right this time. Like make another child? <laughs> yeah. Nice. I like the uh, the termination. Yeah. That's all held up by Crapopolis. Yeah. It's an unbelievable world. Yeah, it's uh if you watch if you watch football this Thanksgiving, it's gonna debut after the game. All right, I might do it. Just out of respect for you. <laughs> no, you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know. I just I don't know. I get the sense. You get it. That I, I think you I get it. it. I yeah. think I, I think that that rain is over. That peak is over. Uh, the Harmon and Harman. Royland. Yeah, and I think I'm done. The sassy boys. Right here again. Much respect for him, but. Oh yeah. Well, do you have a joke to end it on? You got any? I like to hear jokes sometimes. Uh, joke. Uh, did you hear about the uh, the Mexican train robber? No, I didn't. You had locomotives. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna end it on that. <laughs> okay. Thank you for your time. I know you. I know it's precious. No. Talking to me. Pleasure talking to you one day, maybe. Probably not. I'll probably never be in Arizona, actually. Well, if you're ever in New Jersey, <laughs> <laughs> if you ever want to be in New Jersey, you let me know. For sure. All right. Have a good night. All right. See you later. Bye. Thank you for tuning in. Music by Dory Bavarsky and Mingja Chin. Next up, we have James Allen.